Hey, what's going on? This is Edgar Otraves, and you're listening to another episode of the Flow Row Podcast. On today's show, we have Martin the Lion, and uh, we're going to be going through uh, some boxing updates. Uh, mostly, uh, more than anything, it's just uh, it's just good to you know chat to my boy Martin. I haven't talked to him in a bit. If you like what you're hearing and you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowrowpodcast.com. I always enjoy these conversations with Martin. Uh, it was great catching up with him. So I hope you like it too. And here's the show. So um, welcome to another episode of the Flow Row Podcast. This is Edgar Otraves, and I have my cohort today. The Lion, Martin. Um, so, uh, Martin, uh, I just want to ask: Did you did you get a chance to see the uh, the Edgar Berlanga fight uh, versus Ulysses Sierra? No, I didn't. That was one on my list. Did you get to see it? You didn't miss much, man. You pretty much. I, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> like I tried to like watch to see like because it was it was like so short. And uh, I tried to watch to see if like there's anything that I could pick up because like I always kind of like watching these things, you know, uh, and, and seeing like if something came up like that I could like some little tidbit of knowledge that I can yeah, like yeah that I can learn from. And no, it's just he's just a monster. He just went out there and slammed <laughs> this poor guy, <laughs> this poor Sierra kid. He just he just there's nothing to learn. All you need to know is that fucking Berlanga is gonna rip your head off, you know. Um, <laughs> And, but yeah. yeah, another another first round knockout by fucking Savage, you know. And he oh just my. he just fought like what four weeks ago. That's what I was shocked when I heard. Oh, he's fighting. And I was like, he is. <laughs> yeah, he just fought a few weeks ago. You're right. He just fought. He was on the undercard of um, whatever we we were talking about a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just fought. He just fought. He just his fucking shoes are still warm on the inside from like putting them on and going in the ring. Dude, well, when you're going in there for for three minutes at a pop, I guess it's pretty easy to fight. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're barely even working up a sweat by the time the fight's over. Well, yeah, I, I guess that's right, right? Because he's not getting hurt, right? He's just going in there and, and wailing on some poor guy and then going home. Damn, Jeez. damn, to be young, fuck. Yes, yes, to be young and strong like that. Holy cow. Yeah, well, good for that kid. Um, you yeah, got any, you got anything you uh, you want to bring up? Because I, I wanted to talk Anthony Joshua. Yeah, so we can start with that because I did see that fight. Um, um, I don't know what impressions you walked away with, but I thought Joshua looked pretty good. He, he looked, looks good. He looks good. Um, one thing that I kind of picked up while I was watching, because uh, I didn't get to watch the whole fight. I watched the highlights. Mm -hmm. And as I was watching, um, I, he, you know, he's always kind of like he's got that strong jab. He's got, you know, he's got some good boxing, but he gets a little wild, right? You know, and um but one thing just in his in his stance that I've like kind of noticed, and I don't know if it's just me being picky, but he seems to carry his hands a little low. And for, at least for me, because, you know, I'm a boxing trainer or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, but just at least for me, he held, he holds his head up, his chin up a little too high for me. I was going to say, especially for standing that straight up. He, yes. You know, like I would I would tuck that chin in a little bit, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, not that it mattered. Like he almost, he almost killed this guy, you know, in the yeah, ninth round. Pure love guy. Yeah. Ooh, not that he didn't deserve it. He was being a dick, but you know. Yeah. I saw some of the fight in the, um, or some of the stuff from the, from the way and how they were going at it. Yeah. Like, Ooh. Yeah. So like he, he, he kept that heel action going the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He hit him a couple of times after the bell. He was like taunting him, doing stupid shit. You know, it's just like, eh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, that Pol that what's his name? Pol Polev? I can't pronounce it. Pulev or Polev, something like that. Like yes. Pulev. Yes. He's like, he was like some sort of, um, champion in what, he had some sort of belt, but like a Russian belt or something like that, right? Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. He 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 seemed good enough, but it was like at one point, I guess uh, Joshua, you know, started pouring it on, and he turned his back on him. You know? Yeah, when he turned his back, yeah, he did it twice. He did it a couple of times. I thought, like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. And then like the commentators were like, yeah, no, you do that, the ref can call the fight. Like, don't do this. Usually, that's what happens. Yeah, that's usually I'm giving up. That's the I'm giving up sign. Yeah. Fuck, bro. 
like, I don't know, but like, Hey, you know, Joshua, you know, otherwise, other than those, you know, a couple of things, I thought he looked great. You know, I, I thought it looked really good. And, and I have to say, I've, I've never been too particularly impressed with Fury. Mm. I think Fury's a good heavyweight, but there's something about his style that just has never convinced me uh-huh. about Fury style. So I, I would love to see that's a big talk to Joshua and Fury coming up in 2021, but it seems like Fury doesn't really want it that bad. Like he's looking for ways to kind of avoid oh, yeah. the fight if he can. You think so? Because he seems to be talking a lot of smack, man. He seems to be talking a lot, but he uh, he just he, he was supposed to have some sort of a tune-up fight, and he pulled out of that. Oh, like he. So I'm I'm just wondering, and maybe it's just me speculation, maybe just my own prejudice against Tyson Fury that's showing up now that I'm taking any little thing and I'm kind of holding it against them. But there's something about Fury style. Like when I saw him fight Klitschko, yeah, he's slippery and all that, but his he's kind of slappy with his punches. Mm. I've never been too impressed with the way, I, I guess he's, he's more of that kind of slipping, but even that is kind of awkward. Uh-huh. But his punches seem very slappy to me. Huh. Um, so, so not maybe, maybe not enough power for you, you think? I don't know if it's, I think not enough power. Well, I, I think even he would say he's not really a power puncher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a more of a wear you down uh, round, unless you're um, Deontay Wilder, who's not a very good boxer per se, and mm-hmm. it was pretty easy to beat him. See, that's the thing. I think people think that that uh, Deontay Wilder was much better than he actually was, and therefore Tyson Fury's victory over him looks much better or much more impressive than it actually was. Then you think um, maybe? But I, I would. I was gonna say I would love to see that fight. I want to see. I want to see. Um, Fury and Joshua get into it because I think right now they're the two best heavyweights. So then, who would you pick in that fight? You think you think uh, if you're gonna if you were gonna bet, would you would you put money on Joshua or would you put money on? Uh... If I were gonna bet, I would put money on Joshua. Mm. I don't know if I would do it by knockout though. I could. It, it would probably go the distance. I think because hmm. I think Fury's smart enough to know when to stay away and when to come at him. But I I would give Fury the nod, but. I mean, Fury the nod. I would give Wilder the nod, but I think it's a competitive fight. I, okay. I think Joshua also has enough flaws that can be taken advantage of by Tyson Fury. Yeah. So it wouldn't be out of the question for Tyson Fury to maybe even frustrate him. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously we have um, um, our guy who, uh, who who beat him in the first fight. Is the Como What's his name? Um, oh, you the, the 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 Mexican dude, the, the gordito. Uh, fucking yeah, I couldn't think of his name. So he, yeah, I mean, maybe and, uh, Joshua Ruiz, 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 Andrew, yeah, and Ruiz. Maybe Joshua didn't take him too seriously, and that was part of the reason. But mm-hmm. I think Ruiz exposed something about Joshua. Yeah, um, how he might react when he got hit, even though he took some good. Joshua did took some good punches from from Klitschko, from Vladimir Klitschko. When they fought, and he he got up off the canvas and he beat Klitschko. Yeah, huh? I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I you know, I I there's just there's a like I'd almost prefer the 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 slippery maybe sl- uh, sloppy fighter over someone with like any Anthony Joshua who seems to drop his hands and kind of gets a little reckless only because you know like the. Uh, the sloppy fighter is just going to get in your face. He's going to make it horrible. He's going to, you know, push mm-hmm. up against the ropes and he's going to hit you with stuff. Whereas Joshua seems to need his, his distance in order to get some of that, some of that power going because like he used, he utilized a lot of the uppercuts in this, uh, uh yes, he did. fight. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that seemed to be the, the, the thing that kind of got him the fight. Like he, in the yeah. ninth round, he dropped the, he dropped the giant, a giant fucking uppercut on Pulev. And then, and then when Pulev got up off the canvas, uh, he dropped him, like, <laughs> like almost destroyed his face with like a straight right. And because, straight right hand. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, he was already done by the time he started yeah, walking yeah. to him, you know, but like, I, I just feel like maybe Anthony Joshua is, is definitely a more of a, like a long kind of fighter. You know, he, he likes to be at the end of his punches. Uh, but that's just me. Like that's a very kind of, uh, you know, like uh, kind of rudimentary kind of look at him. I'm not, you know, yeah. I haven't really studied him. Um, but yeah, I, you know, like one of the things I like to do, like you know, every now and then I'll, I'll throw some money on some stuff, especially since it's legal now in Chicago. Yeah, now that we have legal sports betting, you yeah. need to get a sponsor on the show. Yeah. On the podcast. Oh, ooh, yeah. 
brought by my bookie. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Go to DraftKings and put your money. Enter sticks for the weekend fights. We'd have our picks for the weekend fights. That would be awesome, bro. Like I would say, okay, like <laughs> I could be like, yeah, pick, yeah, I'd be like, pick this guy, pick that guy. And then there'd be people on Twitter getting all pissed at us. <laughs> I picked your guys and they all lost. <laughs> well, okay. That's, that's why they call it gambling. That's right. <laughs> If it were for sure, they wouldn't call it gambling. It wouldn't be a gamble anymore. That's right. That's right. It'd be the stock market. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It'd be a savings account. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, it'd be good. It'll be good to watch the Tyson Fury. I didn't get to see uh, the Ryan Garcia fight, and I and I know you said that um, Canelo was supposed to come out. Uh, yeah, he's soon. fighting. Yeah, I have it right here. I just saw the the thing right here. He's fighting. It looks like. In a couple of weeks, yes, he's fighting on December nineteenth. Looks like this weekend. Oh, against nice! Callum Smith against Cal. It's on the zone, uh-huh. which I'm. I'm still calling. I think I'm a, now that I got a job. I could. Uh, I could. <laughs> I'm, I think I, I can justify getting the zone, even though it's not that expensive. Uh-huh. In case the zone wants to be a a sponsor, yeah. the very modestly priced the zone package <laughs> is at the reach of almost any wallet. These yeah, days. whether you're working um, or not. <laughs> yeah, whether you're working or not. Yeah. Type in your your special promo code and Edgar. There you go. To get the special price. The floral. Um, <laughs> the floral price. That's right. But so he's fighting this British guy, which this is also the thing. There's there's it just seems like Canelo's also kind of take this British guy's a decent fighter, but most people don't think he's gonna be that much of a challenge. So it's like, man, I wish I just wish he was fighting somebody better. Yeah. Um uh so yeah, well, I don't I don't know if Go ahead. I'm just like, you know, he just got, he just broke up with, with fucking De La Hoya, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's looking, he's looking to get paid, you know, it's just, I, I, he's in a funny spot, right? Like, I, I mean, mm. like, yeah. so like, who's, who's promoting him now? Like, who's he doing now? Like, what's, I, I think he's doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know that these couple of the, like the, the uh, Jermaine Charlo, a PBC guy keeps calling him out and calling him out. Like we got to fight. And, I think it would be a really good fight. I would love, I'd gladly pay to see that fight. Canelo versus Charlo, I'm there. I'm going to watch that fight because huh. I think Charlo is dangerous enough. I think Charlo is one of those guys who could get to him, but he's also a guy who could get caught by Canelo. So it's one of those things where you go into like, shit, anything can happen. I like you know, those any fights. One of these, yeah. Any one of these motherfuckers can knock the other one out. Let's I see what happens. I like it. I like that. I like, hopefully they make that one. But so Canelo. Oh, I hope so. Canelo's fighting this weekend. Who's he fighting again? This guy named Callum Smith, who is also a champion, but they're fighting at this super middleweight is kind of a weird division. You know, it's kind of in between middleweight and light heavyweight. And and lately, Britain has been putting out a lot of good super middleweights because it is that kind of in-between division. Um, so Callum Smith is a good fighter. We'll see how well he can hold up against Canelo. But yeah, it's it's obviously not, not the fight that the, that the public wants, even though that being said, I was reading some stuff about Canelo and the amount of money he draws and, and comparing him to the recent fights that um, that Terrence Crawford, how much he fought in. And then I don't know if you saw the Errol Spence um, Garcia fight. Oh, I didn't uh, get the replay to. of that. Yeah, no, you didn't get to. So that was an interesting fight. Uh, we can talk about that. But in terms of the numbers, each one of those guys got about 200,000, 250,000 pay-per-views. Uh-huh. Um, which is not a lot. Errol Spence, I get, I just read that his best pay-per-view was about 300,000. That was his best. Wow. And then I read about Canelo. Canelo's worst pay-per-view was higher than that. Nice. So there is that thing where it, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, I guess, for Canelo, because no matter who he fights, people are going to go watch him. Yeah. But that's the problem. No matter who he fights, people are going to go watch him. I, so they, there isn't that pressure to demand that he fights the best. Oh, that's I see. Yeah, you know what? I'm so I'm so thirsty for for like a good fight. You know, like I'd go watch Canelo fight anybody, man. I, I mean, I'll fucking, yeah. I'll put money to watch Canelo hit the fucking bag. You know? Yeah, he has. He's one of those guys who you can really see has gotten a lot better as his career has gone on. Mm-hmm. He's a lot better than when he fought um, what's his name uh, Mayweather. Mm. I think he's a lot better than when he fought Mayweather. I'm not saying he would beat him now, but he, I think he's a lot. He's, he's his defense has gotten better. He's, he slips punches. He's got he's become a pretty good defensive fighter uh-huh. in terms of his ability to slip and counter. Um, so, 
Yeah, I would love to see him. He's one of those guys that that, you, that are kind of rare that you see him develop throughout his career. He's mm. gotten better. Yeah, he he always. I, I don't know what happened when he started when he went professional because I remember seeing him early on, and I'm like, eh, this kid's nothing nice. He's just a Mexican with red hair, you know? Yeah. Like I think that's like that was I think my my poor like impression of him. You know, like mm. I, I judged him too fast. But now that like now it's funny to see that he is he has grown so much as a fighter. But uh, speaking of Mayweather, did you hear about that clown? <laughs> like he wants to fight that you, that YouTuber. This is again another one of the things on my list of why I'm becoming a bitter old sportsman. Like, uh, <laughs> what the hell is going on? He uh, wants to fight this Logan dude who just knocked out what's his name? Who used to play for the Bulls? The guard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't even think of his name now. God, I'm losing my memory now. Yeah, is it Davidson um, or something? I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. But, but like. <sighs> Floyd Mayweather, you, you're one of the greatest fighters that ever lived, dude. It's not like oh. you're just some Rocky Balboa, you know, club fighter. Yeah. You're, you're one of the top fighters that ever lived. Yeah. Why are you even bothering with this shit? I don't even know if if he's just trolling. Maybe he's just throwing that shit right. on Twitter just to be funny. But, like, like why even do that? Like, why, yeah. you're, you're supposed to be one of the greatest of all time, and, you, and you're doing that shit? Like... Like I'll, I'll give you a pass on the fucking on the on the McGregor shit, right? Like you got me, you got me. I bit on that one. You caught me. I paid for that one. I'm 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 you know I feel stupid, but I'm not gonna pay for this Logan whatever fight with him. You know, like Mayweather. Just, just come on, man. Like like if you want to fight, fight for real. Like I think he's just it's performance art for him now. You know. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's just, he's picking these, these weirdos that's got a little popularity and he's going to go in, he's going to beat the shit out of them and he's going to collect a bunch of money, you know, like, and, and that's, that's what it is for him. And he's not going to risk his legacy. Cause I mean, he's going to beat this guy, even though this guy is probably like three times bigger than him, you know, like, like, I just, I was so frustrated that he, I was just like, what? <laughs> that was kind of my reaction too. Like. Is this like some Andy Kaufman bit? Is he gonna start wrestling women now or what? What's <laughs> what's what's next? Like, what is this? Yeah, what exactly is going on here? Like, why would you want to do this? Like, you you've got more money than God. Well, you don't need the money. Yeah. Um, you got all the I just don't understand. Like you said, maybe he's just trolling. Maybe he wants to remain relevant or remain in the in the in the, you know, being one of the people in the know or you know, somebody who in the who people are looking at, but yeah, yeah. In the spotlight there you go but uh that just doesn't make any sense to me at all oh yeah he's uh oh, he frustrates me so much what else you got on your list you said you got a list well the errol spence garcia fight happened uh, -huh. uh as we were talking earlier and errol spence is the welterweight champion who we're dying to see fight crawford but not uh terence crawford who's considered the best pound for pound fighter in the world but and he just, Terrence Crawford just fought a couple of weeks ago, as we talked about. Uh -huh. So Errol Spence had been in that horrible car accident about a year ago. His yes. face got all busted up. Yes. So he came out and he fought um, Danny Garcia, Puerto Rican fighter out of Philadelphia. And he pretty much had his way with, with uh, Danny Garcia. Oh, wow. Um, I, I was... That's, it's like I, I kind of convinced myself it was going to be a better fight than than it was, but I should have known. I mean, Danny Garcia has some some obvious flaws, just some of the way. Well, you didn't see the fight. He he's always had a weird way of, of punching, where he's more of kind of an arm puncher, kind of uh, with the torso, kind of this, and he's not more of a straight, you know, one-two hook puncher. So he's to me, he's always kind of been. He's a good fighter though, but he's always been there for the taking. And Errol Spence just dominated him really with his jab. I mean, he was able to set up everything with the jab. The fight went the distance. Um, Spence won convincingly. But it just left like that. Oh, man. Why can't he fight Terrence Crawford? Why mm. cannot this fight be made? It's been... And then I saw... I've seen some other YouTubes where they're, where they're also kind of going around the same... Talking about the same thing. It's been three or four years that they've been trying to make this fight happen. Huh. And it's not happening. And, like, <sighs> by the time it does happen, these guys are going to be in their mid-30s we would have lost out on the best time that they could have fought. Yeah. Like Mayweather and, like yeah. and Pacquiao, right? Like, exactly. Well, Mayweather did that on purpose. Of course. Yeah. He was not stupid. He was not going to fight Pacquiao at, at his height, at, at, at the height of his powers. He was going to wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is just more because I don't, I really don't know if it's just the money. Is it really just somebody just trying to avoid the other person yeah. to keep their record intact, which <laughs> I get uh, you want to, 
you, you want to take risk, but only so much risk because there's a lot of money involved here and you don't want to lose that money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it just kind of began to settle in like, oh, maybe this fight's never going to happen. Just kind of that reluctant acceptance like, oh, shit, this That's, thing I've been hoping for yeah. all this time may never happen. It's so weird that that's a problem in boxing. And I think, and, and we mentioned this, I mentioned this to you before, that mm -hmm. I think it, it comes from the fact that when you're coming up in boxing, even in, even in the amateurs, right? They're, like you're starting out, you got one fight. They're not going to put you with the guy who had 10 fights. You know, they're going to, they're going to yeah. put you with another guy who, who's, you know, who's got one fight, two fights, whatever, same height, same weight, same, you know, age, you know, they don't, they're not going to put you with, you know, uh 25 year old if you're 16 they're not going to put you with a 25 year old guy who's got 20 fights you know it's just they're not going to do that to you so yeah. that kind of never goes away like it just keeps going on forever they're just protecting you the whole time and then this whole like you have 10 wins and oh right this whole yeah the whole focus on the undefeated fighter yeah on the undefeated fighter the best pound for pound undefeated whatever that status they don't ever want to lose and and it i think it ruins the sport you know it's it's yep. uh it's unfortunate because you were saying you were saying let's just have the best fight the best you say you're the best like come out fucking fight the best you know like quit quit dodging you know, granted, everybody is going to get paid, right? Everybody was holding out for money and Lord knows. Sure. But like, like Terrence Crawford, right? I mean, like we were saying last time, you know, he's not popular enough, right? So he doesn't bring in the dollars. So he can't ask for, for, for what he wants. But to fight someone like as, as popular as, I don't know, Canelo or whoever, right? You know, like whoever they're going to put him with. They, they have more star power. So he comes to the table with less money. And now it's all this thing about money and record yeah. and you don't want to risk that. And that's, that's the one thing that I kind of like, I wish would stop in boxing. And one of the things I like about the UFC, but on in the UFC, there's a, there's the opposite problem. Like, like it's just one organization, right? They run, they run the whole show. They run the whole show and there's all kinds of fucking problems with it because like their fighters, like their low level, low tier fighters are getting paid like 15,000 a fight, you know, like a fight. These are professional fighters. Right. You know, That's, you'd have to fight like what? Five fights just to make a decent, a year, just to make a halfway decent living. Yeah. Oh, and you're getting your brains beat in by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, you're not, it's, it's not like football or boxing where you're, you're, yeah, you know what you're getting into, but at the end you could like, you know, you could be set if you have a good career. Mm hmm this is like, you could have a good career and still not come out, you know, on top with, and financially, you know? Right. Like people, people like, like Conor McGregor are few and far in between. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? So it's, it's just unfortunate. Like the, you know, there's, there's problems in all these organizations. And meanwhile, meanwhile, you got these, these dudes sitting on top, raking all in, raking in all the cash. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, these, these poor guys over here busting their brains in for $15,000 a pop. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, one of the things you're talking about goes right to like one of the issues in boxing. And I think it's, you know, what's going on with Terrence Crawford and with, um, with uh, Spence is that they're both, both, neither of these guys are very self-aware. Each one of these guys think that they are the A guy on the card if they were to fight. So Terrence Crawford is like, I'm the A guy. I get paid more. Spence is like, I'm the A guy. I should get paid more. And somebody's to tell him, neither you fuckers are the A guy. You guys need each other. The yes. only way you guys are going to make money is if you guys fight each other. You guys need each other. Yes. And But they're not getting it. And I think that's one of the main problems between these two guys. But I think also in general is that sometimes guys don't want to be the B guy on the card. They want to, they, they feel they're the A guy. And, Sometimes neither one of you guys are the A guy. Yeah. You guys need each other. Um, but there was also some other bullshit that, that I didn't mention when we last spoke that I wanted to talk about. And I think it was on the undercard of the Terrence Crawford fight where something incredibly shady happened. Um, there was these two fighters. One was a Latino and I think another one was, was an American guy. Um, and there was a cut. They stopped the fight. Uh -huh. The Latino guy is a Bob Arum fighter. Okay. So they stopped the fight. 
there's a cut and yet everybody's saying, well, the, the cut came from a punch and the Latino guy who was the favorite is the one who is on the losing end. He got hit. He got cut. If it's a punch, if the cut is caught by a punch, it's a technical knockout fights over too bad. Yeah. Get him next time. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the Latino guy's corner kept insisting it was from a headbutt. Okay. And they went to replays because if it's from a headbutt, then it's a no contest. Uh huh. So they went to replays. Nobody could see anything. There uh-huh. was no headbutt. But Bob, Air, and th- there was a delay in the decision for about 40 minutes. They wouldn't announce the decision. Are you serious? After the fight. Yeah. So everybody's just standing around going, what the fuck's happening? So Bob Arum is behind the scenes insisting it's a headbutt and insisting that his fighter gets a, gets, uh, gets a no decision. So what happens? They announce it was a headbutt. Fuck. And everybody's going, what the fuck? And there's multiple. Re- you can see when the punch lands and the cut opens up on the yeah. replays. Yeah. You can see it from multiple angles. But Bob Aram said, no, my, my, my boy's not losing today. Not this way. Where I'm just not going to let it happen. That's and it's bullshit. just one of those things that just left a very, yeah, so a very bad taste in your mouth. And I felt terrible for the other guy. Because they just took a, a, a big win away from this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's great to say, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody knows I won, you know, yeah. You know, the people know I won, you know, everybody in the room knows I won, even the fucking guy who turned, who, who overturned the, the, the victory, but just, you still, you still didn't win. Right. And so yeah. the, whether you, that all that does is it sours that, that particular fight for you, maybe the whole sport, who knows, but it, it, yeah. it, it, it makes you at least, and I'm speaking in terms of like looking at it from his perspective. He probably thinks, you know, he, he he's been robbed, and he has been. He has been. He's been. Yeah. He's been robbed, and uh, it's just uh, so fucking. Oh, uh, poor guy. I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, this could be. This could have been potentially like a signature knockout victory, on his record. All the training he put in, all the stuff, and it just had to be taken away. I was like, oh. I think that might have been one of the event that kind of set me off of my grumpy old sportsman. Kind of <laughs> all like, what the fuck? Are they going to steal it from this? And it was so blatantly obvious too. Like, no, bro, there's no headbutt. There's no headbutt here. There was a punch. You know, you know what's amazing is that this guy hit somebody so hard and so fast with a padded hand and he cut him. Mm-hmm. Like, like how hard and how fast was this guy punching? Like, that's awesome. You know, like yeah. that's, that's hard to do. And you took that away from that guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was, it was really terrible. And then again, like you like you were saying, but just the general state in boxing now, something's got to be done because now you have whoever, one of these organizations, the WBC or the WBA just invented for whatever reason, another division in between heavyweight and like cruiserweight, they called it like the belter division. It's, or no, the bridge division, like, what, what the fuck are you the guys talking about? Div- <laughs> it literally makes no sense. So they've invented new divisions. So they have more, more title belts. And I don't know if you heard that now. They're coming out with like, um, who would they give somebody? They, they gave Canelo like a franchise championship, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. But he's got a franchise belt. Whatever the fuck that means. A franchise belt? Yeah. I Like I said, I don't even know what that means. Like they're just inventing belts to get, I don't know, sanctioning fees to say, hey, you're going to put my belt on the line. You got to pay me a <laughs> hundred grand to put my belt, this bullshit belt on the line. You know, you know what's funny? They have, I saw something and I was trying to figure it out. And I think I mentioned it to you a few weeks back when I saw some like some some woman knock out another girl um, in, in a tremendous fashion. And it was for some like super duper low flyweight kind of you know, mm-hmm. wait, but it was, it was like the silver, the, it, it wasn't just the silver. It wasn't the champion. It wasn't the championship belt. It was the silver champion. And she wasn't even the champion for that belt. If I remember correctly, she was the interim silver champ. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Are there that many women fighting that you need a silver, silver interim i don't even know what like that was the first time i heard that i had to like figure that out like what is what is the silver so it's like i guess it's like a tier now like a, yeah i guess there's the champion and now there's a silver champion i was just like what the fuck happened to the champion <laughs> you know like why not you know it's just like it's getting really kind of yeah it's getting ridiculous 
But hey, you know, at, at least we're watching fights. Like we got fights, we got the zone, we got ESPN plus. Yeah. We got we got all these like outlets for for fighting. So I mean, so, at least in that respect. Yeah, I, I wish it was a sweet spot where they could kind of adopt the um the MMA model, uh-huh. the UFC model, but not completely. And ad- I can bring it over to boxing and maybe again, I'm being nostalgic for when I was a kid. When I was a kid, there was only basically two two rec- two sanctioning bodies: the WBA and the WBC. Yeah, and so each divi- and there weren't as many divisions. There was a lot fewer divisions, so each division only had two champs. And once those champs, once those two champs basically ran everybody ran through everybody else in the division, they would meet up and you'd yeah. have a unified you have a unifying championship. And those fights were huge. I remember when I was a kid, those fights were huge. Yeah, you know when Leonard finally steps in with Hearns. You know, the WBA and the WBC champ. Holy shit. And that's one example where a fighter, even though he loses, can gain. Tommy Hearns lost that fight to Sugar Ray Leonard, mm-hmm. but he gained so much because of the performance he gave in that yeah. fight, because of the courage and the skill that he showed against another great fighter. Yeah. It's like the World Series of Boxing. I mean, it's the World Series. You have this gigantic fucking uh, event, you know, two, two, two separate like you said, sanctioning bodies, the best of the best going at it. Like, yeah, now you have like the ABC, the QBC, the LBC, whatever, like all the kinds of yeah. made up fucking alphabet, yeah. you know, associations. And He's the junior super duper middleweight champion. Like what the fuck is even the super duper middleweight? What the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, it's incredible. But yeah. I, I was watching another video. I, I think I was t- telling you earlier about Salvador Sanchez and they had this thing about, uh, which happened in the 80s, Sanchez versus Gomez, which is a huge fight. Mm. Mexico versus Puerto Rico. Um, Sanchez, the Mexican guy, you know, coming out to, to fight. Gomez, 31 and 0, 31 knockouts. Looking, you know, he's he's destroying Mexicans left and right. Let's get it on. <laughs> yeah. And w- dude, you got to see this. When they enter the ring, it has to be the most electrifying thing I've ever seen. Because uh, Gomez comes in with a salsa band. Full salsa band oh, that's into awesome. the ring. Yeah. And they're playing their asses off in the ring. And here comes Sanchez with a mariachi band. Yeah. And they get into the ring for 10 minutes before the fight. It's a fucking battle of the bands yeah. <laughs> in the ring. That's awesome, bro. I got to look that up. What's and the name of that fight? Wait, people who? are losing. It's, it's Sanchez versus Gomez. This okay. is like 1982. Salvador Sanchez versus Wilfredo Gomez. Okay. I'm, I'm writing that down. I'm going to go check that out right after this. And that's one of those milestone fights uh, yeah. where, oh, that's one of those nights I'll never forget. And, th- and that was like one of those nights where I was in Mexico at the time. It was it was during the summer. That's how it was in the summer. So I was spending my summers in Mexico quite a lot. And I just remember it seemed like the entire country just stopped like wow. to watch this fight, like that's- to see what the fuck's going to happen. You know, can Sanchez beat this guy or is this Puerto Rican kid going to knock out another Mexican guy and just, you know, put another notch on his belt? <laughs> But yeah, dude, when you see those bands and then the announcers, Larry Holmes is on the announcing team. I want to say maybe Sugar Ray Leonard. They're going nuts. They're like, I don't fucking believe this shit. Look at these. It's a battle of the bands before the fight. And and the bands are going at it. And, and the both bands are clapping for the other band. You're like, oh, this is just, the atmosphere is electric. And then the fight happens. And the yeah. fight is amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing fight. Uh, but that doesn't happen. And he was like, but that doesn't happen anymore. Like, uh, that's, I wish those days could come back where it seemed like the whole world would just stop just to see what the fuck's going to happen over the next half hour, the next 45 minutes in the ring. Yeah. Um, but again, that was like when you had two great fighters, you know, one WBA, one WBC. All right. They've run through everybody else. Let's match them up and let's make it a big, you know, a big, big fight. Yeah. Um, it's, those was, were the biggest fights. I mean, they happen here and there, man, but it's not like every yes. weekend anymore. You know, it's not, but it's like, not. like, like the Puerto Rican and the Mexican thing, like they, they are, are Cuban versus Puerto Rican, whatever, like whatever nationality, like they love boxing, boxing loves playing that shit against each other. Oh yeah. And Cause like, I remember being like, I, I had a, I had a little apartment on the North side and I, I would go get my haircut at this Puerto Rican joint, you know? So like I go in there. And I was getting my hair cut. You know, yeah, you know, I look Mexican, right? You know, you know, I got the nopal in the frente, right? You know, so this guy, this guy starts talking some shit, right? He starts talking shit. Like, they start talking about, I think, Trinidad. 
right? They're talking about <laughs> Trinidad. And they're like, oh, yeah, Trinidad is badass. And, you know, he's going to kick he's going to kick Deloya's ass or whatever, whoever it was, you know. And then he starts talking about Deloya and like, fuck Deloya and, and that that gay ass voice of his he thinks he can sing yeah yeah and i'm sitting there and i'm getting i'm getting heated man i was just like these goddamn puerto ricans like (laughs) yeah i think they are who the fuck you you know meanwhile the guy's cutting my hair you know like like, but i'm like getting all stuck and he knows it he's not he's like yeah and he's looking at my face you know he's like he's loving it He's, he's he knows he's he's fucking with me and he he's loving it you know like but you know Nobody does anything. Nobody says anything. I just, I just pay him his money and I leave and I, I didn't go back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so angry oh, I, at him. I was so angry at him for talking shit to Deloya. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Deloya turned out to be a, a fucking weirdo. But anyway. Oh, yeah. No kidding. But uh, speaking of, of kind of Puerto Rican fighters, I don't know. Do you, I don't know if you have HBO or not. But um, there's a is HBO or Showtime. One of those two has a great Hector Camacho documentary, brand new. Oh, it's called it's just called Macho, the Hector Dude. Camacho story. I Dude, love Hector Camacho. That shit'll just grab you. I just turned it on in the first five minutes. It had me. And that's another one. It took me back to the '80s and '90s. Like, oh, these were some good days. And they show obviously Camacho coming up and. When he had that great undefeated record, he's beating everybody up. Then yeah. he bites off more than he can chew with Chavez, and he has a little bit of a comeback. And then his later life, it was, I think we've talked about this before, fight documentaries are just so engaging. Just, yeah. Fighters are just such engaging characters uh, just by because of who they are. So I, to everybody listening, and to, of course to you, Edgar, I strongly recommend the um I think it's HBO or is it Showtime? It's one of the two. Uh-huh. It's called it's a Hector Camacho toy. So I got I got I got to look it up because I fucking I I remember loving that cat. I didn't like his his like grandiose kind of persona, but I love watching him fight because he was one of those elusive, elusive fighters. You couldn't hit this guy. You just couldn't fucking touch this guy. He was amazing, you know. Uh, I, I, and but he looked he he was like a wacky motherfucker too though. <laughs> like, he was he was wacky, but there was great stories about him as a kid because he apparently he was a little he was a smallish kid. Uh-huh. So bigger kids would try to pick on him, but he would just fuck him up. Yeah. Even before he started, like he was like one of those guys who was just a natural fighter uh-huh. who was just naturally quick-handed, had a natural aptitude. Um, so then he, it wasn't until after he, he realized how good he was at street fighting that he became a boxer. Nice. So he kind of did it the other way. Uh, I was like, oh, that is so cool. But then all the all his subsequent opponents would say, man, he's a lot stronger and tougher than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, he um, he knocks out Sugar Ray Leonard. And mm. Sugar Ray Leonard's last fight. And Sugar Ray Leonard goes, I thought I was just going to run him over, but fucking dude's way stronger than I thought he was. And he hits a lot harder than I thought he did. Like, huh. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It just made me feel good. And uh, the poor, the, the sad ending. Now, obviously, he had, his, he had his demons as well. He had yeah. issues with, with drugs and alcohol. So it's also sad to see that ending. But it just brought back some good feelings. Like, oh, my God. Again, I wish boxing could be like that again. I, um, and just having that sense, like, I, I wonder if those days have just gone forever. And, I should just kind of get over it and stop being an old man about it. I don't, I think, I think we, we remember it better than, than it was. Than actually. it actually was. Yeah. yeah maybe. Cause, yeah. Cause I mean, even, even when, when I was a kid and I was, I was, you know, like in the boxing and I, I would buy myself like stuff from ringside boxing, which is a great boxing company ringside. If you want me yeah. to like, yeah. there you go. <laughs> you want to give us some ads. Yeah. But like, uh, but ringside, I used to buy stuff from ringside boxing and um, they had this shirt. It had like, it had, they called it the ring rat, right? And there was a little cartoon rat on it. And, uh, you know, he, like on the front, it had like a little mouse, right? And it was just his head. And in the back, it had the ring rat walking away down the, down the path away from the ring. And it, and it said, I was robbed, you know? And it's like, (laughs) like, even then, like, I mean, we're talking about 20, 30 years ago, like that, the notion of being robbed in the ring was was uh was not new like it was always a yeah thing, you know like yeah so, like and and funny thing when 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 i when i lost my last bo- like boxing match because i only had three i'm not I'm like a big deal but anyway like when i lost it i was like i i felt like i got robbed and i'm like damn i just had like the boxing experience <laughs> like <laughs> i got i got robbed. robbed you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? like it sucks yeah. but that was like i just got one of like the most like 
like uh, re- you know silliest things that could happen you know it happened to me it's like cliche you know oh yeah that's one of the, and it's happened to so many great fighters obviously roy jones jr got robbed in the olympics famously mm-hmm. he lost the gold medal because of it <sighs> that I, and i don't think i don't think he ever got over that he, even though all the greatness he, he got he he won the fight against the south korean fighter but because this was the 88 olympics in south korea yeah, they gave it to the South Korean, and there was the famous scene where the South Korean is lifting up Roy Jones, kind of acknowledging that he actually won the fight, but he didn't give him the gold medal. He he, he hung on to the gold medal. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that shit in fucking in the Olympics where like you're in another country and they're not going to give you, like you're not going to get the judo gold medal in Japan. You know, you're not going to get the <laughs> you're not going to get the taekwondo gold medal in in fucking Korea. You're not just it's just not going to none of that's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that, that kind of, that's kind of had me in this whole, and and it did occur to me what you said, Edgar, that maybe, maybe I'm just remembering it way better than it actually was, and maybe it was just kind of the, the going through it for the first time as a kid. Yeah, and you, your eyes are different then, and that might that's probably a big part of it, but but just still remembering when boxing was on broadcast television every weekend. Yeah. As we talked about before, I think it just there was something about it, and maybe just the dollars aren't there anymore, the athletes aren't there anymore, because now the bet the athletes are going to play other sports. Yeah, um, you know why go into boxing if you can play soccer? You know, yeah. I know if I had a kid and he was good and he had a choice, I'd go play soccer, go play baseball. Don't don't go boxing or football. Yeah, not football. Definitely not football. And I don't know about boxing. I don't know if I would. Like if my son or my daughter were like, I want to, I want to fight. I'll be like, oh, do you really want to do that? Like, I don't know. You know, like, I don't want to say the last thing I want to do is like prohibit anybody to like do the thing. Cause it's just going to make them want the thing more. Want that thing more. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, it's just like, fuck, what do I do? You know, it's like the best you could do is maybe kind of like, you know, show them the way and then be kind of like, okay, you know, you see how hard it is. Think about it, you know, but, um, well, do you see that 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 now they're discouraging um, heading the ball in soccer for kids under like seventeen, under sixteen, just because now they're now more and more soccer players who are who are getting up their age, they're also getting dementia, and they're thinking it's also from from heading the ball mm-hmm. from the time you're nine years old. You know, I guess it it, just, it adds up. It's yeah, it does. It <clears throat> like one of the things I picked up from like you know, being in the, you know, being in the gym, talking to different people and, and being in the different companies that, you know, both you and I have worked at and et cetera. Like, um, and, and, and some of this is like bro science, right? But <laughs> yeah, but you know, but like, um, one of the things I picked up was if uh, the bigger your neck, the better you're able to sustain uh, head trauma, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to like stop it, but if you have a stronger neck, your your neck you, you you'll you'll be less likely to get something like a concussion, right? So yeah. train the neck first off, right? The other thing is sleep, right? You got to get a lot of sleep, a lot of sleep, and then uh, and and lastly, like if you if if you want to spar, you got to spar, right? There's no way around acquiring the knowledge that you need to acquire to fight, you know without sparring without sparring there's no way there's no way the only thing is is that there are levels to sparring that you can kind of partake in that will elevate you and i think i've been there have been plenty of times where i was in the ring and i'm just thinking what is this what is this good for like you know like i'm not learning anything here i'm just getting my ass kicked or you know i'm not doing anything for Mm -hmm. this guy i'm just kicking his ass Mm -hmm. you know so like i think another thing would be to kind of be intelligent about just sparring. You need you need heavy sparring, especially if you're going to fight, right? But maybe pick when you're going to fight heavy, when you're going to spar heavy, when you're going to do all that stuff. But like, if you're not, if you've already achieved a certain level, you don't need to spar heavy all the time. I don't think you know. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of like people in Thailand. They do. They they really kind of thought about how they do the Thai boxing, and so they do. Basically what you would consider slap fighting, you know, you would just mm. kind of like tap each other, you know, and it's kind of like almost for like for fun, for show you nice and loose. You're just kind of tapping each other and you're just trying to see what you can get away with, but you're not hitting each other. I do that with mm-hmm. the kids. I do that with my mm-hmm. kids. Like I don't spar with them. 
And like we spar, yeah. if we spar at all, it's jujitsu. But then like when it comes to boxing and stuff like that, it's just that tippy tap stuff, no gloves, just, you know, yeah. letting them know. 50% speed, 50% speed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if, if I do, if it's a little fast, I'll, I'll let them know. Oh, you see, I got you, you know, like, watch out. You get your hand up, do this, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. But like, I think, cause I'm torn, you know, I love boxing. I love fighting. I love all these contact sports. Um, and I think it's, it's important to know what it's like to get punched in the mouth. I think some people, mm-hmm. some people, uh, uh, get away with too much, not realizing, Oh, I'm, I'm starting to fight here and I don't know how to fight, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, mm-hmm. and even if you do know to fight, you realize, Oh shit, you know, I can break my nose. I can break my hand. You right. know, I can hurt myself, you know, or I can hurt him. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I could, <laughs> I could go to jail, you know, I could lose a bunch of teeth, you know, I can lose right. an eye, get fired. <laughs> I can get fired, I could lose my job. Yeah, I've been locked yeah. up too long, you know. And so like people don't think about those things. They, they fly off the handle, start talking shit, you know, and I think it's important mm-hmm. to realize, okay, I know how to move out of the way of a punch. I know how to like kind of maybe take some steam out of this guy by showing him. Mm-hmm he's not going to hurt me. You know, like right. there's stuff like that, you know, I, I don't right. know. or catch him coming in. He's coming with his hands down. I can catch him. Yeah. I can catch him. Yeah. You know, or I can throw him or I can do right. whatever to like kind of negate or, you know, whatever he's trying to attempt. But I think, I think every, every person should learn how to fight it. Just like it, just like uh, what is it? South Korea makes every person join the military, you know, for one year. Yeah. Yeah. For one year, everybody should get the senses of like, okay, that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, like everybody should fucking know what it's like to get shot at or mm-hmm. get punched at, you know, know what real danger is. Yeah. 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 I know. I agree. I, I think for all the danger that, that is involved in martial arts and, and sports like boxing and MMA, there's so many, it's the cliche, all oh, the lessons, the life lessons you learn, but I learned so much from being in the, you know, from just learn about yourself. Cause you realize the kind of courage it takes to step into a ring. I, yeah. I remember clearly my first fight looking, <laughs> looking to escape the, the fucking locker room. I was like, how the fuck can I escape? I, I didn't want to <laughs> fight. I was, I was so scared, Edgar. Yeah. And if it wasn't for my, from like my coach, like going, dude, you're not running. Like he read my mind, like, no motherfucker, you're not running. We're locking this door. You going out there and fighting. <laughs> but, that's awesome. But that's one of the best lessons I ever learned. Like, okay, you can learn how to control your fear, learn how to manage. You can even learn how to direct your fear. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would ever learn that lesson had it not been for boxing. Um, knowing that it's okay. That's a little bit. Knowing, learning that it's okay to be afraid. Because before then, I thought, oh, if you're afraid, it means you're a coward. Yeah. You're not going to be good at this. And then you learn, no, no, no. Fear is part of it. It's, 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 it's not a bug. It's a feature. I mean, it's not a feature. What is it? It's not a bug. It's a feature of the system. Yeah. Fear comes with it. It's how you manage that fear. And learning that lesson was invaluable to me. And it's something that I think we apply so often in our lives, just knowing that fear is natural. It's been there for billions of years for a reason and that we can use it to our advantage. Dude, that is, that is beautiful. Like that is, that is absolutely one of the reasons to learn to fight. There's so much, there's so much you take away from that, but sure. Like fear, managing fear, dealing with fear, getting punched in the face, knowing what, dealing with pain, knowing what pain feels like, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the other thing too, is it's like having, having the confidence knowing that you've done this that you can take a punch that you can keep going knowing that that this won't be the end of you and and then you you all the other things that kind of make you afraid that you're afraid of are they're less threatening to you right mm-hmm. you know because it's just like okay well you know it's just like i'm not afraid of like public speaking you know i've been punched in the face yes know? yes <laughs> yes yeah, that is a that's a great point because I I I think I've had that thought before when I when I when I first doing started doing public speaking I'd be a little bit afraid. That's the first thing I thought of. Like, you can handle this, bro. You've stepped into a ring. Yeah, you know you you face so and so and you lost, but at least you faced them. Yeah, and it, that was a big part. Yeah, uh, learning as they say to not be afraid of fear is a big thing because obviously it can spiral. But yeah, but it's also the bad side. I, I remember when I was a kid, you know some of the toughest scraps I got into were in sparring and not in the fights, mm-hmm. you know, cause if there was a tournament and only a couple of us could represent the weight, our gym in that weight division, well then 
we had to settle amongst ourselves who was going to be the guy to represent the gym. Wow. So some of those scraps were pretty rough, much rougher, much rougher than the actual fights. But right. If you're doing that a lot to a young kid, the kind of damage that you're accumulating over time is, it begins to be a drawback, but yeah, back in the day, that was, they thought that's how the, that's how you did it. You yeah. Know, let these guys scrap it out. The guy who comes out on top, he represents us or he's the, or he's the one you're going to have to be the two in this division. And then we'll see what happens in the tournament. Yeah. But, um, and that was the other thing, learning how to scrap with your friends. Cause a lot of these guys and they become your friends. A couple of them, my cousins. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I had a really, it, it took me a long time. And I think I still do have a hard time with the idea of hitting a friend mm. or a cousin of mine. That was always a hard, hard one for me. Of course, once you get popped in the mouth, the feeling kind of goes away. Like you motherfucker, I don't believe it. <laughs> and it kind of goes away. Yeah. But certainly at first I was like, oh man, I don't want to hit him. It's, you know? um, it, it, that, that kind of thing kind of never goes away. Like the, uh, cause you're basically playing, playing like a fucking crazy version of ultimate tag or something. Right. You're, you're just scoring points. Right. And, and when you, you knock them down or whatever, you, you got them, you got them, you know, like you scored the biggest point. It, it, it's, uh, it, after a while, I know it sounds very fucking, very like, like psychopathic but it's not it's a game right it's a it's a really high level game and you're just you know getting points and at, at least for me at first the heart there was an aspect of what you're talking about i had a hard time getting over fighting people because i i would take everything too personally oh he punched me in the, in the face i'm so pissed now you know i am mad now i'm coming after you you hit me hard you know it took a while for me to get rid of that whole like you know, he hit me hard. I got to hit him hard. I got to hit him back, mm -hmm. you know, like, no, no, calm down. He's just like, don't take it. Don't take it so seriously. You know, don't take it personally. He just scored a point. Now you got to go back, score a point, figure out how you're going to do that. Don't go throwing caution to the wind and getting yourself hurt, you know, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, but afterwards there was always a giant, yeah, that was great. You know, and you, you feel good. And yeah, like, yeah. Cause together you did this, you know, you climbed the mountain. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, but even though like basically the other person was the mountain, right? Like, yeah, but you achieve something at the end and there's always this giant like relief. It was wonderful. You know, I, I, I I'm glad I was, I was able to partake. In, in such a kind of uh, brotherhood at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I, I practiced jujitsu too. It's just cause I, I'm never going to be a golf guy. You know, I'm never going to go to the fucking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go and hit little balls around. Yeah. You know, I don't and, get that. Yeah. You know, I'm never, I mean, I may never ever like step in the ring and get punched in the face again. Well, yeah, I might do that. Either. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but that's why I went over to jujitsu. It's like, kind of like the same kind of stuff, but, and you can go full out, but you don't, you don't hurt anybody, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. The only problem is, is that, you know, you got a giant sweaty dude on top of you, which is not, yeah, not the best. <laughs> yeah. You know? I would assume just the damage you do, like I, I'm just assuming like to a yeah. shoulder or to a mm -hmm. hip or something like, Ooh, that's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, I know you can get hit in the face or hit, get hit in the body and that hurts pretty bad too, but I don't know. I I, I I feel aside from the head trauma that you get from boxing, and I feel that as a as a boxer, your whole body kind of gets away with more. Uh, with jujitsu, like all your joints uh, get mm. get jacked up because they're pulling you I this way, and they're pulling you that way. They're trying to break your arm. They're trying to you know rip your shoulder, and they're they're not attacking like the bone. They're they're attacking the joint because that's where the weak point is. Sure. And but right now, I I I know I have something torn up in my in my knee. And I've been oh. kind of, I've been avoiding going to the hospital because of COVID and all that shit. Yeah, but, sure. But I got surgery. I, I'm looking at surgery eventually soon. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Cause I'm, I'm like every now and then I'll take a misstep and my knee like pops out of place. And I was like, fuck. And it's just like, cause you know, you get a little confident. You think, oh, you know what? Maybe this knee's fine, you know? And then, then you know, one day I, I do something and I was like, oh, I need surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Oh. It yeah, sucks. I'm, it's, I'm, I was gonna say I'm lucky. I haven't. I, I walked away to early enough age where I don't have 
any of the damage except maybe a little damage to my pride when you know <laughs> one of my cousins may have hit me in front of the family yeah dude that's that's something i still get made fun of the only time i've been knocked out of my life was by my cousin uh in a sparring session and of course other cousins were there yeah dude and like i said i got up so pissed and we went at it for like another two rounds like we were fucking wolverines just because <laughs> i was so pissed and i was so embarrassed yeah to this day whenever i see that dude <laughs> Anyway, you better watch it, man. I'm like, oh, you're us again. Like, oh, you mother... I'm like, I'm like, Joe, I'm like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. You motherfucker. Hold it, you know? Yeah, yeah. When, like, when the guy tells him to go get his shine box. Like, yeah, yeah. You might as well tell me to go get my shine box. I'm about to lose my shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> this shit happened 30 years ago. Yeah, it's like, still it was pissing. 30 years ago. Yeah, I was gotta... 13, motherfucker. You were a year and a half older than me. Yeah. <laughs> you still fucking pissed about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. look at me. I'm still getting like... And it was, it was half a slip, too. Yeah. I was already slipping yeah <laughs> i don't know i thought it was a flash knockdown though i wasn't hurt it was a flash i, I bounced right back up i was pissed i was pissed you're and still, embarrassed you're still and embarrassed you're funny bro because you're like still reliving it right now and shit oh dude <laughs> it's like it happened yesterday i, I remember exactly the feeling i've been like feeling my ass hit the ground like oh what the fuck is that how's my ass on the ground uh, i really didn't know what happened like what yeah. the fuck happened I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody tripped me, and then people were like ah, laughing at me and pointing. I'm like, uh oh, I think I just got knocked down, uh, motherfucker. And of course, that, that never happened to me before. And just the pride, like, oh, you son of a bitch! I can't believe you did this to me. Oh, fuckers! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never let you forget it, right? Fuck yeah. Me. Oh, fuck though, no, they never let me forget it. Never, uh, never, ever. <laughs> no, Mexicans, Mexicans are the worst for that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. They, they, yeah, they never bring up when I clock somebody, but when I got clocked, they they, they never they never forget that shit. <laughs> Fuck uh, <laughs> all right, bro. Well, we uh, we're approaching an hour here. Um, yes, yes. Do you wanna do you wanna kind of like uh, throw anything else on uh, on top of this? You know, um, I don't think so. I know we have some fights coming up. We have Canelo's fighting. Uh, Golovkin is fighting in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Who else is fighting? Ryan Garcia's fighting January second. Now it got moved back. Oh, I was going to ask you, he, he was supposed to fight the fifth. He was supposed to fight the fifth. I don't know what happened if it was a COVID. I've been trying to look around and I thought it got suspended. Yeah. So I'm seeing it now. It is January 2nd in Dallas. He's okay. fighting this kid, Luke Campbell, who gave um, Lomachenko almost all he could handle wow. in their last fight. And that okay. was Lomachenko's fight before he fought Teofimo. So I'm interested to see, I'm interested to see if Ryan Garcia is the real deal. Uh -huh. He's got fast hands. Like I said, you can check out a video of his. Um, but looking forward to that. And of course, recommending that you check out Sanchez Garcia. If not the whole fight, just when the when it's the battle of the bands in the ring, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna check amazing. that out. Amazing. I'm gonna it's amazing, but I'm gonna check that out for sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. But if not, I guess we can see each other in the new year and do a uh, a 2020 review. Now when once the whole 2020 is in our rearview mirror and look forward to 2021. There you go. All right. All right, bro. So, uh, All right, man. Thanks so much for coming on, bro. Um, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you okay. so. Thank you so much for listening to the Floral Podcast. This is Edgar Travez, and we'll catch you later. Bye. This reggaeton style music you're listening to is titled Milagro, and it's by El Neon. Uh, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing it right. And you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Uh, man, it was great catching up with my homie. Um, I love talking boxing with this guy. He, he just, you know, it, it's so it's it's rare to find people that you have like similar experiences with, you know, uh, that that kind of really kind of understand what you what you're talking about, you know. And I guess that's one of the reasons I really enjoy because I mean he understands me, you know what I'm saying. And 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 more than anything, what I've gotten out of this podcast is kind of like these. Like this nice opportunity to just kind of talk to my friends, you know. It's it's really hard, you know, with COVID and all these things going on, to to have a conversation with someone. Um, I encourage you more than anything, if you know, get yourself a Zoom, do your do you know, do it on Facebook, whatever, and and call someone, you know, call someone, and and and. If you don't know what you're going to talk about, you'll be surprised what you can, what you can talk about. But, you know, if, if there's a one person you haven't talked to in a while and you, you always enjoyed that conversation, pick up that phone, pick up the device and give someone a call, man. Because 
you'd be surprised. Some people want to talk to you. Anyway, if you want to support, again, if you want to support the podcast, we're at shop.theflowrollpodcast.com. And we're on Instagram as The Flow Roll. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening. Bye.